Secret Society's 31 Days of Horror. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez back. East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror. Tonight, uh, Brian and I are going to cover... I thought this was in the 80s. Uh, 1991, Horror Slasher Popcorn. Before the horror of Halloween. Before the fear of Friday the 13th. Before the evil of a nightmare on Elm Street. Before them all. There was... Now, 15 years later, he's back. Oh, yes. There's something happening here that I've been looking for all of my life. There's smoke. Someone takes her hand. She's running. The same man comes towards her. Buy a bag. Go home in a box. Rated R starts Friday, February 1st at theaters everywhere. Uh, Real Mayhem Mars, a B-movie reveal featuring Mosquito, Attack of the Amazing, Electrified. That's a terrible synopsis (laughs) on Google. (laughs) Usually you got like the (laughs) 10-page synopsis. You barely had a sentence. All right, uh, IMDb, a master of disguise, deranged killer begins killing off the college students who are organizing a horror movie marathon in an abandoned theater. That's more like it. Directed by Mark Hurry, Hurry or Harrier, and I guess uh, another guy that was uncredited, Alan Ormsby. And this stars Jill Shulian, or Shulin, I think that's her name, Tom Villard. A uh, friend of the show, uh, the great D. Wallace. Mm-hmm. She was D. Wallace Stone in this one. I didn't even notice that until watching it. Uh, Derek Randall, Malcolm Dannery, Elliot Hurst, Yvette Soler, Freddie Simpson, uh, Kelly Jo Minter. She an all-star. Yeah, she is. Uh, Tony Roberts, uh, another all-star. My favorite Martian, uh, Mr. Hand from Fast Times Ridge Mile High, Ray <laughs> Walston, and a bunch of other people. Well, Matt Falls as the character. We'll get to him in a minute. But uh, I didn't realize that we had a lot of all-stars in this. Um, this is actually the first time I had seen this film. I never... I, I seen it the video store. It just didn't look... Interesting. So, I mean, if it was in the theater in the 80s, I probably would have saw it. But uh, I missed this one. Um, But, Brian, when did you first see this? Uh, This had to have been a video rental when I was 
young, probably this came out in 91. I probably, when I seen it, I had to have been like 12, 13 years old. And I have not seen it since then. I, I picked up the steel book from Synapse. I think that's the, the company that put it out. I haven't opened it. So this is, this is a rewatch long time coming for this rewatch. And, um, I, I enjoy this one. Um, I, I think some of the, the, the practical effects are, are pretty good, especially um, the, the main killer when we get the reveal of uh, his face and the, the different um, disguises he uses. I thought were pretty cool. Um, like we said, there's a bunch of bunch of all stars in here. Bunch of uh, if you've seen different horror movies, you like, oh, it's that person. Oh, it's this person. And the one thing I always thought was fun was uh, the movie theater aspect of, that this all takes place in a the movie theater. Uh, pretty fucking cool uh, little triple feature going on with the extra added effects, the, the little the little shock system with the seats and the, the smell of vision or whatever it was called and the, the giant mosquito flying. I thought all that was pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed this rewatch. Steelbook, man. Now I'm gonna have to get it. I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> so, I want to say it's out of print. Ah, well, come on, say now, print it again. <sighs> but um, yeah, I enjoyed this film. I was kind of shocked. I, I kind of, I thought I figured it. I, well, I kind of figured it out and didn't. But I, I don't. Know, we'll get to it when I, when we get to it. But uh, the poster, popcorn. The Possessor. Fifteen years ago, he murdered his family on stage and burned down the theater. Tonight, he's back for an encore. Popcorn. Buy a bag. Go home in a box. Okay. I just remember the 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 video box, seeing it and going. It was. I assume this was in the theater. I'm not really sure, but I was. I don't remember it being in the theater, but um, it probably was. It might have been limited. Uh, release because this uh, 80s were only two years ago uh, when this one came out but um, Jill Shulian however you say her name Mm -hmm. uh, she is a 80s star Um, she's been in a lot of movies when she's just like the 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 co-star never really the, the main thing, the main star, except for the stepfather. She was the daughter of Nat. Uh, I remember in Cutting Class, uh, Babes in Toyland with Keanu Reeves. Um, also, she was uh, the girl that um, uh, the one guy liked. Uh, and he's animal mother to me, everyone, from uh, Full Metal Jacket. He was in DC Cab. Uh, uh, yeah. She was in that, the girl he was trying to take out. Uh, so I'd seen her in a bunch of things. Yeah, she was oh. in that Robert England Phantom of the Opera. I've never seen that one. I picked it up on uh, one of them sales from uh, Scream Factory, but I haven't watched it yet. Is it a musical or is it? If it's a musical, I might tap out early. But <laughs> it it had Robert England in it, and so I, it was it was like twelve bucks. So I just picked it up. So. All right, yeah, she's also in another movie I'm going to be covering later on. Um, uh, film, a film that came out a few years after this. I didn't know. I thought it was in the Well, I guess it went straight to. I saw it on cable. Uh, 1993 is when a stranger calls back. 
Mm. Uh, she's in that. I forgot that she was in that. And then, but she's been in a ton of things in the 80s, but I never really, um, I always thought she was cute, but her voice always bugged me for some reason. So, <laughs> yeah, since she was a star in this, and yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, she's beautiful. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I don't like bangs, and I didn't like her voice. <laughs> <laughs> um. D. Wallace, she's been in everything. Tom Villard, if you guys have seen um, One Crazy Summer, he was one of the Stork brothers. Um, uh, Bobcat Bob brother, yeah. his brother. Um, Malcolm Denar, I think that's his name. He was in a film called um, Heaven Help Us. It was Andrew McCarthy, Kevin Dillon, um, McDreamy. The hell's his name? Well, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, he was in it, and uh, a few other people. Uh, Audrey from the first Vacation, she was in it. Oh, is this the one with Evil Ed? Yeah, he was in it too. Okay. He, was, he was always jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's hella funny. If you guys haven't seen Heaven Help Us, um, there was another gal. Um, is this her, Freddie Simpson? She plays Tina. Yes, she was the uh, pitcher for the Rockford Peaches in uh, A League of Their Own. The movie, yeah, not the not the TV the, show. The pretty blonde one. Yeah, because I was like, what the hell has she been in? I had to stop and look her up. Yeah, she was uh, in A uh, League of Their Own. Tony Roberts, uh, Brian just covered him, and we did, I think, a year or so, maybe two years ago, from uh, The Exorcist 3. I didn't even know he was in this, so it was good to see him. And Ray Walston, of course, uh, my favorite Martian, Mr. Hand. He's only Mr. Hand in my eyes. Kelly Jo Mentor, she, yeah, she an all-star. She's been in a ton of things. That was, uh, was that his sister, uh, Fool's sister, and People Under the Stairs? Yeah. All right. But Ruby. Yeah. I love that movie. I need to watch it. I haven't watched. Well, last time I watched it, we talked about it, but <laughs> I have to rewatch it again. But, uh, yeah, this film, I guess it was in the box office. It, it made money. Um, but this one, it, it was it was good. I, I liked what was going on, the whole movie theater aspect of a, of a film, a horror film festival. Um, these were not films that uh, we know. These were films, three films within a film. So I thought that was really cool, that they made these films that everyone was watching and added it to the to the whole movie. I love these old theaters. Uh, I'm not really sure where they filmed this. I want to say in the L.A. area. But um, let me see. Uh, production. Popcorn was filmed entirely in Kingston, Jamaica. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's that, why. That the, explain the music. The reggae man. <laughs> we'll get to them in in, in a minute because there was there was I had a question, but um, but yeah, this one, uh, the, our main star Maggie, she's she's a she works she goes to film school at UC something. Uh, it was it was supposed to be a university in California, but she has like uh, nightmares of uh, a, a little girl named Sarah and there's some creepy guy uh, and then something's on fire and she doesn't really know what's happening. So 
she's um she kind of wakes every every night she has these dreams she she wakes up and then she'll record what she remembers i tried doing that one time but i i can never remember all all of what i dreamt about but so yeah because she's she has this recurring dream she doesn't really know what's going on she lives with her mom uh d wallace uh suzanne so she's just like she tells her she tells her mom yeah i keep having these dreams and she's like well it's nothing just come on just go to school but uh somebody is is prank calling their house and, and leaving uh saying crazy things talking about um uh sarah or whatever um so he's She's the kind of like, yeah, he got the wrong number. And I says, remember who's in the ninth circle of hell uh, is reserved for. And she's like, all right. I guess she's constantly getting these phone calls. So she doesn't really think much of it. But yeah, I don't I don't think I can ever get used to somebody saying I'm in the ninth circle of hell constantly. Yeah, I'm not just going to go. Eh, whatever. (laughs) Call me again tomorrow. I mean, no, hell no. I'm changing my number or something. If I'm getting these crazy phones, I never answer my phone anyway. If I don't know the number, I don't answer it. Yeah. So. Uh, so she goes to school. And she's she, there's a guy. Uh, I think his name is Mark. He's trying to get on it. But she's like uh, not really having it. She's focusing on school. She's focusing on this. Uh, she wants to make um, a short film about this dream she keeps having. But uh, you know, young guys, man, they trying to get his. And uh not saying she's playing hard to get, but she's like she's more focused on school, not just uh giving it up. So Yeah, I think he even straight up tells her, I'm not I'm not gonna wait for her forever. Yeah. Uh guys, you young guys don't ever say that. I mean because <laughs> then you'll probably never get it. But anyway, uh be a gentleman. Um I can't say I was when I was younger, but uh, I was, that's all behind me. So <laughs> she goes, she's in class and um, uh, Tony Roberts, Mr. Davis, he's uh, her film school teacher and she's got all her friends in there in the class. And then Toby is the one that comes up with the idea. Well, they're trying to make money for the film department for their school because it, of course, I mean, schools use it. Mainly, especially universities, man, they mainly put all their money into their sports programs because of the football and what have you. So they're trying to get money to raise for their film department. So what they uh, Toby comes up with the idea of of renting out this old movie theater and having a horror film uh, horror movie a thon movie a thon. So they're kind of like, well, all right, whatever. Uh, but all the kids are kind of like, yeah, let, let, let's go for it. And then, um, but what their what their plan is, well, what Toby's plan is, not just picking three random horror films. He's picking ones where um, it can it can be like fun, like um, the three films. One of them's like Mosquito, uh, and it's going to be in 3D. Uh, the next uh, film is the attack of the amazing electrified man. And <laughs> they're going to be using shock, shock, Um, scope. like when they uh, electrocute the seats and make everyone jump up. And then the last film is going to be uh, stretch stench. 
and they're gonna sh- they're gonna be using uh, the odorama type of thing. Have you ever been to anything like this? Um, actually, my theater just got that that four DX thing. Uh, you know, with the 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 different uh the wind blowing and the 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 water mist and the the shaking seats. So, I'm gonna go uh, watch Black Adam in the four DX. I've I've never been. I've been to one. Uh, what the hell was it? I I think it was Universal. Universal or, or somewhere I can't remember, but um, it was in 4D. It was a Shrek um, movie, mm. and yeah, the seats shook uh, when when the um, the donkey sneezed, missed from uh, shot out at you. I wasn't expecting all this. <laughs> it hit me in the face. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then when the, when the show was over, I, I really looked at the seat in front of me. You could see a little hole. Where where the the mist shoots out, so it was cool. I, I liked uh, the whole thing. I would like to go to something like this. I mean, I don't know if they do. If they do, maybe down the L.A. area. But uh, I remember seeing other movies like this where they do these type of things. And I remember talking to one of my friend's uncles, and he said, "Yeah, he used to go to these uh, when he was a kid." I mean, just I assume it's something a gimmicks just to get people. Uh, in the theater, so they all right. So they they find they have the theater. They go down and they're gonna set it all up. It's an old old beat up theater. It's been shut down uh, for years. Uh, when um, Maggie gets there, she kind of looks up at it and seems like she's well. When she's staring at the theater, and then you, you got that weird eerie music in the background, like she's like. She, Kind of like deja vu. She's been here before. So they're uh, going, okay, well, they were saying that the theater was going to be like bulldozed in like three weeks. So they're kind of like, what? We can't do this whole thing and get this whole theater ready in three weeks. And then in walks Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand. Um, (laughs) Mr. or Dr. Benzine, Mazine. I can't remember. How you pronounce he's, his he's name. Miss, Mr. Hand. Yeah, he's Mr. Hand. <laughs> but it was cool when he came walking in. I was like, damn, I ain't seen him in a while. So he comes in and he was telling them the, the history of the theater. But I guess back in his day, he was king of these type of films. So he brought all his trunks of doodads and, and gizmet, gizmos and gadgets and everything to help along yeah. with the production. It was convenient that he had all the right stuff for the right movies they were showing. Well, he was a um, he owned a uh, movie movie memorabilia uh, store. So oh, okay, he had that's coincidence. No, that's where they got the movies from. They Toby found this guy, and that's where they got the movies, uh, the film prints, and all the props to go along with the movie. So. And then after after he's kind of introduced and shows them all the stuff, we got this huge montage of them uh, putting the fixing up the theater and getting it all ready. Um, oh shit, I was gonna say something I forgot, but well, excuse me. So uh, they they get it all together, they're all ready to go. 
Um, everybody's got their uh, uh, got their uh, jobs on what they're supposed to do. I mean, they really went for it with the uh, the effects because um, Toby is a uh, special effects artist, and he's able to make masks and everything because there's a, a montage of them making uh, molds of the uh, of all the whole uh, film class. I think there's about how many of them? Maybe almost eight or nine of them, I think. Yeah, because so, there was uh, it was like four chicks and like three guys. Well, yeah, three guys and then the the teacher. So I think yeah, about eight. Yeah. So, uh, what's his name? Is in a wheelchair. Um, what's that guy's name? Bud. Uh, the guy from uh, Heaven Help Us, he's in a wheelchair. So, uh, yeah, they're getting all, they're getting everything ready. Uh, they they also, the, for the mosquito movie, they got this big, huge, giant uh, mosquito that's supposed to swing from the rafters. The, uh, the Smell-O-Rama one, they got um, some big air, looks like a smoke machine or something that they're going to pump into the uh, air vents and it's going to blow out into the to the crowd when, when they need to smell stuff. Yeah, they got like different capsules that smell like different things. Yeah, something that was like body odor and dead dogs and throw up and stuff like that. So, but uh, so they got the whole theater. They're up and it's up and ready to go. Everyone's got their costumes and all that. So, um, but why they're uh, digging around and everything. They're, so they're ready to go. They're, they're set and ready to rock. Uh, for Friday night or Saturday night, whenever it took place. But when they were digging through the boxes, uh, they find an old film. And uh, it just says, do not open. And they're not really sure exactly what's on it. And then so the teacher goes, well, hey, man, well, it looks short. So let's test it out. Uh, throw it on. So they throw on the film. Uh, and then it's just uh, pictures of somebody's eye. There's also some quick... Um, images that keep flashing within within this film. I, I don't. I guess I'd have to pause it to see what it is. But when yeah, uh, they watched it a lot longer than I would have watched it. Yeah, because it was just. I don't know how long it was focusing on somebody's eye. It just kept moving around. But then every now and then you kept hearing someone say the possessor or, or something like that. Yeah, he was like, let me in, or something like that. I was like, okay, somebody changed the movie. Yeah, so everyone's kind of like, uh, okay, okay. Because they're showing the eye, then your nose, and then they're showing the mouth. I am the possessor, the possessor, and they're not really sure. Then all of a sudden, blood starts coming out of this person's mouth. And and then these guys are kind of like, well, what the hell is this? But Sarah, or Maggie... Uh, spoiler alert, she's kind of uh, getting into it because when they uh, when they finally show an image of, of this guy on the screen, it's um, it looks like the guy that's been in her dreams. So she's kind of like, well, what the hell is this? So she's trying to or she actually passes out. She's so I think she it was more of shock of what she saw in, in, in the in the film and then just kind of blanked out. So she wasn't really sure. She she did tell her, her friends, well, this is, this is, seems to be like the guy that 
that I'm dreaming about. She goes home and tells her mom, but her mom's like, eh, nothing. Eh, it's just a dream. It's just a coincidence. And she goes, hey, why don't we uh, pack our bags and, and go somewhere? Take a vacation. Why don't you just quit that class? And But Maggie's like, no, no, I got to do this. I, I'm doing this so I can make a film. But uh, her mom is just trying to talk her out of it. But she's like, all right, whatever. So uh, her mom gets another phone call. And it's the same guy that's been calling, but it was telling her to uh, come down to the to the theater. And she's like, "What?" And because she that that the voice on the phone keeps, "I'm the possessor, the possessed, the possessed, the possessor." And she's like, "What?" And she's like, "Soon I will be the possessor." And then he just says, "Like I want her." And then she's like, "Ah, no!" But then basically tells her, "Well, come down to the theater and and bring a gun." So. So she goes down uh, to the theater, strapped with a little snub nose, little uh, six shooter. <laughs> so I, it's, well, we'll we get to more because I was like, yeah, you can carry guns and everything, but I don't know. But this scene was kind of weird, though. It almost felt like it wasn't happening, like it was a dream. Yeah, there was a few scenes like that where I thought it was a dream. Because she goes down to the Dreamland, that's the name of the theater, and the marquee lights up, and it keeps like going off and on. Like the power will come on, then go off. And then all of a sudden, the, the letters on the marquee start falling off onto her. So I got a question about that. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it later, but because I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, all right, yeah, we'll get to it later. But, um, after all the letters and everything falls off the marquee, she looks up and then uh, the possessor appears on the marquee. So she's like, oh, fuck. So she goes in. She walks up to the little ticket booth and a ticket. It's like the old school ones where the tickets come out of the. Um, uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I kept hearing two beeps and all kinds of beeps. But uh, <laughs> so she goes into the theater uh, it's pitch black. She doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, the um, the Possessor movie starts coming on TV, and uh, it starts talking to her, and it's calling her Suzanne. And uh, she's she doesn't know what the hell's happening, but she's still holding her gun pretty tight. So uh, things start making uh, noises, and then she sees somebody like walking down uh, down the aisle. So she just kind of she doesn't unload. She pumps in four, four shots into whoever's walking down, down the aisle. And she back then while she does that, she backs up to the movie screen. Uh, and then these arms come tearing through it. They must be really strong arms because I don't know if you guys ever seen a real, I mean touched a real movie screen. It's not paper. It's like material <laughs> sewn together. So, but uh, this one was like paper. <laughs> yeah, so those arms come through the through the screen, grab her, and just pull pull her through it. Uh, that camera goes back to whoever she shot, and there's a dummy, and you could clearly see when it was walking, it had strings uh, attached uh, to move it. So uh, the next night is the opening night uh, for the festival. We got a, a reggae band out in front, and uh, everyone's dancing in line and. Uh, Everyone must have told everyone to come in costume because uh, 
everybody's uh, all costume up or just a mask on. And see, this would be a good time. I mean, yeah, just to go to a horror film festival and uh, just grab a mask and go down there. So everyone's gearing up and ready to go in. All the workers are out there. They're all in there. Everybody's everyone that's working. The guys that are putting on the thing, they're all in costume, getting into characters and everything. It's kind of like going through um, one of those uh, like horror haunted house things. Those attractions that they do every year. Mm-hmm. You guys have those up there? Uh, yeah, but I don't I don't go to them. I'm not I'm not big on people jumping out, grabbing me. I would like to go to one of those extreme ones, but nah. um, yeah, I don't want no one grabbing me because I'm gonna start swinging. Um, we went to it was the haunted farmhouse or something. Uh, it was called um, Scarefest or something. I, I can't remember what it was called, but there was a uh, haunted hayride. And uh, you're just going through all this, and you see all these things. And these guys came running up to the um, to the little wagon that we were on, and they had chainsaws. Um, that it didn't have a, a the, the 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 chain on it, but it was still rah, making hell of noise. And one of them like grabbed my foot, and I, I just instinct or just reflexes <laughs> kicked him. <laughs> oh, but. Ah, yeah. I don't like no one grabbing me either. Anyway, so everyone's going into the theater. Everyone's having having a good time. Uh, Maggie is uh, she's at the little ticket booth, and someone comes up and ah, Sarah, I'm the possessor, or whatever the hell he said, and she like recognizes the voice from the the movie that they watched. So she looks up and sees a guy. It's some guy. Uh, we don't see his face, but he's like I got a trench coat on, a hat, and long hair. And then he goes rushing into the into the theater. So she goes chasing him. Doesn't doesn't know who he is. Just trying to look for him. Uh, they got the movies going. The first one is the mosquito movie. Uh, the, it's in black and white. Maggie's running around the theater. She finds she sees the the guy. And he gets up, so she goes and uh, chases him. Uh, she starts asking everybody, "Oh, have you seen uh, this guy?" Uh, she doesn't really know who it is, but she's just she's just trying to find it. Well, all right. The movie within the movie, the mosquito movie. Again, it's in black and white, but the story in that is uh, uh, something's killing the the livestock. Yeah, <laughs> because there's a big old puncture hole <laughs> in one of in one of the cows. But back in the audience. Um, Mark, the guy that uh, Maggie uh, shined off, he shows up to the theater with a date. So I, he obviously did that to try to get Maggie jealous. But he did tell her, "Look, if you you ain't getting with the program, I'm going. I'm gonna find someone that will." So <laughs> obviously, he found someone. <laughs> Mark, he's about to turn into like the comedy relief of this movie. I didn't realize how much comedy was in this, in this movie. I mean, it's it's labeled comedy horror because there's there's a lot of comedy in this. But uh, when the movies are going, 
I mean, some when you go do something like this, you're you expect everyone to talk to the screen, to laugh. But these guys, the, the movies are stupid that they're watching, and they're like ha, laughing like it's the most funniest thing they've ever seen. And it reminds me of Brian and I when we saw um. What the, hell, what the hell was that movie called? Pastor. Did you end up watching the whole thing? I, I, I yeah. You, you're you're fine. No. <laughs> was it as funny as the guy next to us? <laughs> the guy that was about to fall out of his seat, slapping his knee. No, I, I, he 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 must have had something to enhance the movie because. <laughs> Yeah, because that guy was enjoying it a little too much. And where we were sitting at, you could hardly see. But uh, I I guess he could see good, better than us, because he was laughing his ass off at everything. And I was like, all right, man. That was more entertaining than what I – I don't even remember what we saw on the screen. But anyway, so Maggie's still running around trying to find this guy. Uh, She runs up to Toby. He's there. He's actually in the projection room and she's trying to tell him that uh she thinks that it's this um what the hell was his name delray or um i think so yeah uh lanyard lanyard gates that's who she's she's trying to tell toby that she thinks uh that he's here and he's kind of like, what is he died? Because in the story, uh, Mr. Hand told him the story of um, Lanyard, how he was going to uh, that. That was the film that they, they watched. The, the, the guy that's in the film uh, when they were watching it in the beginning was um, Lanyard Gates. And his idea was, I guess he had some movie cult that they called. So he what he was going to do, he was making this movie, and then at the end, he was going to have a, a live human sacrifice in the film. Oh, no, no, no. He was going to show the film. It didn't have an end, but when he was showing the film in the movie theater, he was going to perform the ending of his story live mm-hmm. and sacrifice someone. But it didn't get it didn't get that far because somebody sabotaged it. And started a fire and burned the whole theater down and killed everybody in it, including Lanyard. So, but, uh, so she, she's not really sure. She knows the story. She saw that little short film, but she heard the voice when that guy came up and, and bought a ticket to get in. So she's not really sure exactly who it is. So she's running around looking for him. Uh, Toby's kind of starting to help him, help her, but he gets, um, he gets locked out of the movie theater. It's like uh, one. It's he went out one of the best side exits, and it just shut. The door shut, and there's no door handle on it. So he's like, "Oh fuck!" So he's got to go all the way around. Uh, Mark is there with his uh, his girlfriend, his date, but he gets up and goes to get popcorn. And uh, I'll give it to this dude. This one guy was a smooth pimp. Another dude that was just sitting in the back. He gets up. Walks over and sit next to uh, the girl that Mark brought. Oh, the big ass guy. <laughs> yeah, he just sits down by her. She just looks at him. So, uh, again, within the movie, the movie within the movie, the the mosquito movie, uh, the military are fighting giant mosquitoes. 
So they're okay, whatever. That's that's what's happening on that on that film. But back in the, the main in the real world, uh, Mark finds Maggie up in the the projection room. He's still trying to get her, but then she starts telling him that there's somebody here that I'm trying to find, and uh, you need to help me. But he's kind of like, eh, really? You're just she because she told him about her dreams. But he's kind of like, eh, it's just dreams. It's it's just dreams. Come on. Yeah, yeah, her explanation to him, she sounded like a straight, crazy person. Yeah, that's why he I, wasn't happy. I, I don't know, but I know. <laughs> like, oh, okay. He ain't thinking about her problems. He's just thinking about trying to get some. So, but yeah, within the movie again, they got uh, this big, huge giant mosquito that the. Um, the Air Force was going to try to blow out of the sky. I did like this effect. <laughs> they, they had this big, huge, uh, fake-looking mosquito flying around the screen. It comes crashing through uh, these windows and trying to get uh, the characters that are in the movie. Um, the the main guy in, in, the, the, in, the, in the mosquito movie, he's been in a ton of things. I'm not really sure who the other people are in it, but... Um, so why that's going on on the screen, um, Mr. Davis, Tony Roberts, he's got uh, a big giant mosquito that's going to swing from uh, from the back of the theater to the front. Uh, when the on, when what's going on on the screen is the military is shooting cannons and tanks and the jets are flying around trying to kill this big giant mosquito. So when he does that, oh, they also set off a big uh, atom- atomic bomb yeah. to try to kill this thing. <laughs> I like I like the people in the movie that are looking out the window. They're all like, duck. I was like, it's an atomic bomb. You can't just <laughs> jump under the table. <laughs> <laughs> so while that happens, when, they, when the bomb goes off on the screen, Mr. Davis has uh, the big giant mosquito come flying from behind the movie screen and everyone's, ah, I, this would have been fun. Uh, some of the uh, other fil- the film students come running out. One, one of them's got a big giant fly swatter. The other one had a big, huge can of bug spray. But the audience is all throwing garbage, popcorn, everything <laughs> at the big mosquito. That would have been fun. <laughs> but So... While uh, Mr. Davis is controlling the the mosquito, we see somebody else's hands come out with another remote control, and uh, it's got control of the mosquito. So the mosquito turns around, and of course it's got the big giant uh, pointy uh, mosquito thing in the front. It comes full speed back down towards Mr. Davis and then just stabs him like right through, like I assume in the heart or something. Yeah, man, he made no attempt to get out the way. Yeah, man, it's not like it was it was coming from a hundred feet away. He didn't have time to move, <laughs> so he just stays right there as that big giant mosquito comes and stabs him and kills him. So, but uh, within the movie, uh, I assume the uh, the atomic bomb killed the giant mosquito. So, Mister Davis is laying there dead, and uh, some unknown assailant kind of drags him uh, off uh, and hides the body. So uh, when we see this guy, it's just a guy in a big trench coat, long hair and a hat. 
he drags off Mr. Davis. Uh, the, the, the mosquito movie is over. Um, we go backstage and we see uh, this guy, whoever this mystery guy is. He's got a bunch of different masks and he's got all the moles. Uh, so he makes a mole of um, Mr. Davis's face and then makes a mask. Luckily, he had all this equipment and can do it super duper fast. So, but I don't know. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. The next movie everybody's gearing up for is the uh, the electric. The hell is it? Um, Attack of the Amazing Electrified Man. So they're getting ready for that movie. Uh, Mark and Maggie, she's. She's still trying to explain to him to try to get him to believe it, but he's just, he's looking at her, but he ain't listening. He's just like, uh, okay, well, maybe it's just your imagination. It's just in your head. It's all these dreams you're having. But she's still trying to convince him that this this guy is out there. So uh, Toby's still walking around. He's He kind of believes her, but he's not really sure. So they... Uh, kind of spread out spread out and then the next movie starts the electric man one um what's his name uh, the guy in the wheelchair Bud. but he he's up in the in the balcony and he's got this huge giant um uh board to uh charge all to to it's all rigged up to all the uh to the seats and everything so Within the movie, we got uh, some some dude that's on trial for murder, but then he's gonna he got um, his uh, he was found guilty, so he was sentenced to death through electric chair. So while that's going on on the screen, Mark goes back to his seat. Uh, finally, after who knows how long, he was gone for hell long, uh, and that dude is still sitting there uh, next to the, his date. He tells him, why don't you just get up? And that big dude stands up and tells him to, why don't you eat shit, asshole? So <laughs> he's just like, all right, whatever. But that guy cocks his fist back and clocks Mark, and he goes down. The girl don't even give a fuck. She's just sitting there uh, doing her thing. So back up to Bud. He's getting ready to do it. Uh, in walks um, Tina. Mm-hmm. The, the picture for the Rockford Peaches. She's he's trying to explain to her this is what I'm going to do, but she was looking for everyone else too because everyone's mainly uh, Maggie and Mr. Davis are the ones that that were running around. Everyone else was doing what they were supposed to do. Yeah, because uh, she was up uh, selling tickets, and that's when uh, Maggie came to relieve her, and Maggie found that. Uh, what was it? The tape recorder of the message from uh, the one guy, or who she thought it, who she thought it was from? Yeah, because she when she goes back into the ticket booth, she sees a little voice recorder. Um, let me see what it said. Something I can't remember. Um, all right, she's playing it. it. Says there's a mystery of her own voice that hasn't solved yet. Sarah, wake up. Um, your life has been a dream. Uh, you are possessed, and then she just get turns it off and gets all scared. And this fool Mark, man, he's just trying 
way too hard because she every time he comes into it, like when he came up into the um, the projection room, she uh, he's tried to scare her, but she turned around super fast and knocked him in the face with her head. So yeah, while she's in a chicken booth, it's, it's not the first time in this movie. <laughs> I mean, not the last time he's gonna fall down in this movie. Yeah, well, she's in the ticket booth and she hears a message and she tries to rush out back out of it. Uh, the door slams into something. And then when she opens it, Mark is laying on the ground. So she's like, uh, I got proof uh, that this guy is here. She goes, he goes, I got it. He left a message on my recorder here. Listen. But when she plays it, that the tape, the little tape recorder falls apart. And she's like, oh, I must have. Uh, Broke when I slammed it into the door. So, you know, that was convenient. Yeah. So, uh, back in the movie, yeah, that guy, he's getting set uh, for the electric chair. Um, Tina, she goes back uh, behind the screen looking for Mr. Davis, and she sees him up in the rafters. And she's trying to, like, hey, what's going on? And uh, Mr. Davis is, like, kind of signaling her, like, come up here. So she goes she goes up there uh to see uh who it is and then she starts talking all kinds of crazy shit uh to him. But um while that's going on, the uh the guy in the movie gets electrocuted in an electric chair and Bud starts uh he goes to work and he's starting to electrocute everybody that's sitting down in the audience. Like random seats, not just everybody at once. So we go back to Tina, Mr. Davis. They're up in the rafters. She goes up to him, and she's trying to get all uh, sexy with him because uh, apparently she is banging him to get a good grade. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> do what you got to do to get the maze, I guess. But Mr. Davis, he looks all sick, sick looking, and it looks like his face is peeling because she doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, so she they, even she even points out that that she says his your lip is peeling. Yeah, so she starts making out with him. Then all of a sudden she goes ah, she pulls she pulls away from him, and his face starts to come off. His lips are all crazy, and she's ah, she's screaming. And while all this is going on the in the movie in the movie that everyone's watching, the electrified man. Uh, it didn't kill the electric chair didn't kill him. He like breaks loose and now he's got all this electricity like electro and he's starting to kill everybody in, in that movie. Uh, go back to Tina. When she pulls back and looks at the guy, he pulls off a face and it's uh, the, the crazy uh, madman. He had uh, Mr. Davis's. He made a mask of Mr. Davis and that's how he had that on. But uh, the dude, man, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, the actual, he's a killer in this. Mm-hmm. He's got, uh, his face looks like Freddy Krueger, all burnt up. But he looks like he's got. Um, like little metal pins in there. Yeah, I thought they look like staples. So <laughs> I don't know what they are, but they're all over his face. And you can see that uh, he's got uh, more under his hairline. So he ends up killing Tina. Maggie and Mark are still running around looking. Uh, she's looking for Mr. Davis as well as uh, Gates. So while they go up into the rafters and they start looking around, they see Tina 
and she's like, well, have you seen so-and-so or whatever? And then Tina is not talking. She's just like shaking her head because they keep asking her questions. And then uh, Mark kind of notices like she doesn't look good. What's what's happening here? But <laughs> he's uh, like, Tina, you look like shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> they asked for where's Mr. Davis. And then she goes, did he just leave? And she nods. So the, them two take off. The camera goes around the side and we see uh, Lanyard. He was holding up Tina like a puppet. <laughs> so she's uh, she's dead. Uh, Mark and uh, Maggie are still looking around. They ended up going out that door where uh, Toby got locked out. So they got to go around the whole theater to get back into the front. But when they when they go through that door, they're in the parking lot and they see that uh, Mr. Davis's car is still there. So she's like, okay, well, he didn't leave, so he, he's still here. So Mark, again, still trying to get her, but she ain't having it. Um, we go back up to Bud. He's in that, that room with all the little lecture board. And then uh, Tina comes walking in. So he sees her, and he's not really thinking it because he's just kind of telling her, all right, well, I'm getting ready to do uh, some more uh, electrifying. But Tina like grabs all kinds of stuff and pins or basically ties uh, Bud to his wheelchair, shoves something in his mouth so she can't scream, and she starts hooking up all these electrodes to his wheelchair. And then she puts um, like that head strap when uh, when you get electrocuted in, in the wheelchair in the electric chair. Yeah. So he's trying to scream, but he can't. Um, so he's like, oh, man, whatever. And what's going on in the movie theater is that crazy electric man is still, uh, I assume, trying to take over the world or whatever. So um, on his little light board that he had, he had there was, uh, I think it was like four lights, red, yellow, blue, and green or whatever. And uh, this the killer, uh, Lanyard, he hooked up, um, they had those little um, the battery junker, jumper cable things. He hooked uh, he hooked those to his wheelchair, and then he hooked up another one to uh, one of the little switches on the switchboard, but and told him he uh, had a tape recorder with a message, and sticks it in front of him. Basically, tells him like, "All right, man, you're dead as soon as that this light turns yellow." So he's trying to reach and unplug uh, the plug that's going to electric electrocute him, and. It goes back and forth between Bud and the, the the movie that's on the screen, and that guy, electric guy's I don't know, just killing random people with electricity. Yeah, it it really seemed like Bud waited to start trying to pull stuff out. Yeah, he could have. That would have been the first thing. He got so close, like well, he should have did that first instead of doing whatever he was doing. So, but yeah, the yellow light comes on, and then. While Bud is reaching for that plug, he was going to unplug it. But before he can unplug it, zzz, so he got zapped. And uh, Bud's dead. So Maggie and Mark uh, eventually come back in to the theater. And Mark got his ass ate up by a Doberman. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Bud's dead. Um, the other dude, um, what the hell was his name? Leon, he he's dressed up as like a, a mental patient. He's got the straight jacket and crazy white hair. 
he comes running. He was uh just doing his thing. But uh, when he's the when uh, Bud gets electrocuted, it like blows out all the power in the movie theater. So, uh, other than killing him, knocks out all the power. Everybody know doesn't really know what's going on. So Leon's the one that hey I'll I'll just uh, try to go fix it. But while that's uh, that's going on, uh, Maggie's still running around trying to find uh, Gates. Uh, one of the dudes um, comes up uh, and goes up on stage and says, okay, well, while we're trying to get the power going, uh, we're going to get the band that was performing outside coming in to come up here and uh, and do a show for you. All right, here's my question. <laughs> There's no power. And they want this band to come up, full band, drums, guitars, everything. To come play? Did they, did they wheel in a generator so they can uh, turn on their amplifiers? But I don't know. I mean, Whoever <laughs> this band is, man, they they got a good deal because they got the song that's outside. They got to perform inside. And when the credits are rolling, they got a song going <laughs> during the credits. So whoever they are, good for them. So... Uh, while you get the, while the rock show's going on, Maggie's uh, still looking, looking around. Uh, she goes uh, behind the screen, and she um, she finds somebody that's laying on the ground, and then he sits up and then starts talking to her, and he starts calling her Sarah, and she goes, "I'm not Sarah." And then he, this guy's got his face is all wrecked up. He's got long. He was the guy that she was searching for. And he starts telling her about uh, I don't know, the altar of sacrifice and the fire and all this. And she's like, no, no. And he's telling her that um, your mother was supposed to join me. Uh, but now, since she can't, you have to. And she's like, I know. And then she goes running off. And it's like unnecessary slow motion for some reason. <laughs> so... Um, while she's running in slow motion, she's getting all these images of her dream. Uh, she hears that guy going, Sarah, and all this, and she's just running and running. And um, where was she? Oh, I don't know. I guess she was just trying to run to get wherever. Uh, she, she Again, with all the visions she's seeing, she sees um, uh, Lanyard Gates uh, performing a sacrifice. This was all what she saw in the dream and what she saw on screen. Uh, in the beginning, in that film, they told him not to to watch. She sees her mom, her mom's hugging her, and then it comes if it comes to her that she realized uh, what she's been dreaming about is something that she had went through. And the vision in there is that it it is her mom, and her real Maggie's real name is Sarah. And what um, what happened? Other when before uh, everyone got burned up in the in the fire in the movie theater, um, Suzanne D. Wallace is actually her aunt. So because her she she explains that well your mom well I was a part of this thing and your mom was too but she was deep into it more than I was, and this is what happened. Your name is Sarah. And we didn't want we didn't want you to die, so we tried to get um Suzanne actually is the one 
that started the fire. So to to help uh, free Sarah. So she goes running. She runs into Toby, and uh, there's again there's still no power yet. And I assume that band is still rocking. <laughs> she runs into Toby. She tells him what's going on, and he's kind of like, uh, okay, okay, well, uh, let's get out of here. So the band's still going. Everyone else is still partying. The other workers that are there, they're all partying, partying on the stage. Uh, Maggie again starts telling Toby about her dreams and everything and what's going on. And she tells him that um, the, the girl Sarah is me. Suzanne's not my mom. Or Suzanne's not my mother. She's my aunt. Her, her real mom's name was Gloria. And her father was killed. Uh, the night that uh, the Possessor movie was uh, being shown, he I guess he died in the fire, too. And uh, Toby's, like, listening, but he's, like, unsure on how to take all this. Because she keeps telling him that, well, uh, Lanyard Gates, he didn't die. Because they said that they never found his body. So he's like, Toby's like, well, I guess he could be alive. And he's like, well, why is he coming after you? And she goes, so he can finish the film because his idea was to sacrifice somebody uh, uh, before they burn the movie theater down. And since that never got done, he came back to get her because she was uh, supposedly the last one of this uh, movie cult to uh, sacrifice her. So Toby, he he believed her. So he's like, all right, let's go. So they start going uh, to look around for, for gates and everything. But while they're up in the dark, uh, Toby vanishes. So she wasn't, isn't sure where he went. She lost him uh, in the dark. So they're up in the, uh, assuming the attic or whatever, where all the fuses are. And when she, she's got a flashlight, so she's looking around. She sees Mr. Davis. So he, he's there looking around, and she starts to lose him. And then all these other people start popping up with masks. And she doesn't know who they are. She thinks it's Tina. Um, you hear a voice again, Sarah. And she's just getting scared. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on. So she turns around and uh, she sees something. We go back to the crowd. Band's still playing. Everybody's still partying. But then the power comes on. So they got that running. So the next movie is about to start. The um, The stench. With, with through Odorama. Odorama. So, um, before everybody went into the movie theater, they gave them a bag of uh, props. Um, they, they gave them the 3D glasses for the Mosquito movie. They gave them, um, I guess they didn't give them anything for the electric one. Um, but for the stench one, they gave them like, um, <sighs> nose clips. Yeah, like, Clothes pins, basically. So they don't have to smell anything. But uh, when Sarah was our Sarah, Maggie, a.k.a. Sarah, when she was up there, she kind of gets um, somebody grabs her and then she wakes up and she's um, in one of the rooms where and there's all kinds of masks and everything going go, or that are displayed in there. So she doesn't know. Uh, what's happening and then she sees somebody there uh putting on mask and then when he turns around it's toby so lanyard is dead 
Toby is the one that's been doing all this. And if you guys remember, he's the one that had this idea for the um, for the film festival. Mm-hmm. So, and he turned. It turns out that he uh, also survived that fire. He was one of the uh, the cultists, I get. But he he would have been this little kid. He's probably the same age as uh, Sarah, Maggie, whatever. And that's what I was. That's what I, I kind of figured out too. Because we figured they were the same age. Uh, I can't remember what was being said during the scene when I was figuring it out. At first, I thought it was Mr. Hand. I thought he was the one running around uh, yeah. doing all this. Because you, you'd never see him again. Yeah, we just see him at the beginning, and then he disappears. So I kind of thought it was him. But then when we're seeing this mysterious guy running around, I said, this guy's tall, so it can't be Mr. Hand. So I was kind of thinking... Well, it might be Toby because he's he's the same age uh, as her, and this was his idea to do this. So, but that's what he's gonna do. He wanted to carry. That was his mission. Other than he wanted to get Sarah and uh, her aunt uh, Suzanne, because they were supposed to die in that fire too, as well as him. But I think he just went nuts and uh, wanted to do it. So he wanted to finish what um lanyard gates was doing with the sacrifice so that's why he uh was uh killing everybody and torturing her but he starts telling her some stop story because he got burned up he got really burned severely in the fire and his face is all messed up that's why he's got like staples or needles or whatever uh, in his face i think he said Uh, all, all his skin's gone yeah because he, earlier when we saw his hands and he was buying the ticket, his hands were all burned up. So, but he was telling her, he goes, you know how hard it was to go through life and to go to school uh, looking like this? So that was why he learned how to uh, make masks. Because he was, he was also telling her that, he goes, you know how hard it was to put on the, a mask every day so people wouldn't look at me? And she's just like, ah, okay, whatever. But I did I did like to look when he had his Toby mask and the, the ears were flapping around when he was shaking his head. Yeah. So I mean his looking at him, his uh his his burnt up face and everything, I mean they did a really good job uh with the special effects of, of his of pretty much his whole head. Uh so that was his idea to uh finish the sacrifice uh of uh Sarah. So back to the movie. Movie's still going. Everyone's watching it. Um, they start. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh um, the the Mark's date. She comes out. She wants to leave, but Mark's like, "Well, I can't leave. I'm, I'm gonna stay here and help uh, Maggie." But then she starts bitching at them. We got uh, what's her name? Um, Joni. Joni and Cheryl. Uh, she's the that guy, that guy's date. She tries to slap him, and she's getting all smart and everything. But um, here comes that big dude that uh, socked Mark earlier, and he's talking all crazy because he got that clothespin on his nose. So he basically tells him to get out of here. He already's gonna beat up Mark, but then the girls step in and, and, and trying to tell him to get out. So 
Cheryl ends up, uh, I guess, kneeing him in the balls. No, she punches him in the face. <laughs> then he goes down. Yeah. And uh, words to the wise: don't ever, don't ever touch black women in <laughs> anger. I mean, <laughs> it's no joke. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> no, she, she gave him that opening. He's like, I, I never hit a woman. She was like, you promise? You swear? <laughs> <laughs> so they boot them out of the theater and everything. So back up to Toby. He uh, was going to make a uh, a mold of uh, Sarah's face. But he keeps trying to um, tell her more and more to this story and everything. But then earlier when we thought... Uh, Suzanne died. D. Wallace, uh, she didn't. He 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 had her. He's got her like in a body cast, and then he wheels her out. And then uh, Maggie or uh, Suzanne's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I was just trying to protect you from uh, him because, like I said, they didn't know that Lanyard was dead because the, the all the bodies that were burned up they were burned up so bad they couldn't." Uh, identify him. So they didn't know the the, third, the cops and everyone didn't know if Langer died in the fire. So um, he's telling uh, he's telling them that uh, we see Leon because uh, Leon and everyone else really don't know nothing. They don't know what's going on yet. They know something's happening, but not really. But I don't think Leon knew anything because he was just partying and having a good time. <laughs> But he goes into the bathroom because he's supposed to help him uh, do something. He goes, oh, hold on, let me go to the bathroom real, real quick. Oh, no, he was, they were going to. Um, he's supposed uh, to help Cheryl with the with the odor. Yeah. But he's like, well, I got five minutes, so let me let me go to the bathroom. So he runs down to the, to the restroom and he goes pissed. And then somebody comes walking in and stands right next to him. And it's him himself. <laughs> Uh, obviously, it's Toby, but I got a question here. Toby's way taller than Leon, and uh, and we all know he's the master of disguises because of the masks, and he's got uh, a face, a Leon mask on. So he looks at Leon, and Leon's all shocked, like, what the fuck? And then he turns and then starts peeing on Leon's leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toby's a cold guy. How the way hell though. How to whoop his ass. But uh the doppelganger of Tony grabs him, picks him up and throws him into uh one of the uh toilet stalls and then locks the door. Um I didn't know there was lock and keys for the uh for the toilets. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> But while he's locked in there, he throws something into the toilet and it starts smoking. And Leon's like, ah, fuck. He's trying to get out. He starts coughing and then he kind of passes out from whatever he threw in the toilet. Then all of a sudden, the toilet blows up. Nobody hears this. Yeah, nobody heard that. (laughs) A loud explosion. (laughs) And the theater is packed. So uh, Leon's dead. Uh, We go back up into the room. Where um, the Joni is that her name or uh, yeah Joni, yeah. she's up there getting ready to do the the little smell stuff, and then uh, she she hears Leon come in. Well, she thinks it's Leon, and she starts asking, oh, "I wonder if uh, Toby likes me because I love him. I've been in love with him forever." But then Toby 
kind of like looks around and doesn't say anything. Well, he says something, but she, why are you talking funny? And then he just runs out of the room. Goes back over to uh, where Maggie is and he starts screaming around. Ah! Telling her, ah, Joni just said she loved me and I don't have time for this. I gotta make this movie. So that was just more stupid shit. But what was going on in the movie within the movie? Stench, we got these two Asian gentlemen. Um, I don't know where they're going, but uh, wherever they're at, something stinks. So because <laughs> that's when uh, Joni starts pumping in all the all the, the stinky smell. And everybody's screaming, ah, stinks, and I can't see, and whatever. Uh, back behind the movie screen, Toby is setting up uh, his finale, uh, getting the sacrifice ready. He wheels out Suzanne, starts talking to her about, yeah, you should have been in that fire, too, and all that. So there's a lot of explanation going on in this one. That didn't yeah, <laughs> he spent a lot of time like explaining things, and then we get this whole scene of Mark going to Toby's apartment. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had to go all the way to his apartment to find out who he was and what he was trying to do, and somehow make it all the way back just in time to save the day. <laughs> yeah, because when he goes to, to Toby's house or whoever, and um, because. They uh, one of them told um, Mark that I think Toby went home because they couldn't find him. So that's when he goes over there and he finds out that uh, as soon as his uncle or somebody. I, I think it was just the landlord. Oh, OK. I mean, I don't know. He kind of sounded like he didn't give a shit about him. So. Yeah, because he, he's trying to tell him, yeah, he ain't paid his rent and whatever. So um, Mark goes in there and starts looking around. Uh, in the apartment, and he sees all these um, uh, news clippings talking about show movie ends in the Holocaust, uh, Gates' plan to kill wife, daughter, Gates shot his wife, sister, Suzanne, daughter, Sarah, saved. And he, I think he's starting to put two and two together <laughs> on uh, what's happening. Because well, she, she um, Sarah was telling him, or Maggie, <laughs> a.k.a. Sarah, was telling him all this shit. And he was like, oh, okay, whatever. He Again, <laughs> He had to see the news clippings. Yeah, right. I, I guess the way she was telling him, he was thinking that she was crazy. But then also he was trying to, he was trying to get his. Yeah, so. his mind was not all there. So <laughs> he was trying to be all concerned, the concerned friend, <laughs> thinking I was going to get him somewhere. So he finally realize, realizes all that uh, that's happening, and uh, he sees a um, a painting. It's uh, Toby uh, with his face all cut or burned up, and he's holding this one of those crazy wiggly swords for the sacrifice, and he's got a picture of of uh, Maggie on there. So he's finally like, oh, fuck, all right, she was telling the truth. So he goes racing back to the movie theater. Um, Toby's still trying to get everything ready, uh, the movie is still going, and I don't even realize what's happening in the movie other than something stinks because they're all wearing gas masks now. So, but while they're uh, the movie that they're, everyone's watching stops, it goes off for a minute, and when it comes back on, it's uh, the Possessor movie. So, but uh, Cheryl and Joni are like, "What the hell? Why is this on? Come on, we gotta we gotta stop it." 
So they rush up uh, to the projection booth. Yeah, this scene was funny. <laughs> what are we going to do? And then one of them was like, to the projector. <laughs> so Toby comes walking in down the aisle trying to hype everyone up, uh, saying, boo, boo, this movie's stupid. The one that's playing the, the, that's on the screen, the possessor one. So he's trying to get everyone hyped up. They, they burst into the uh, projection room trying to shut it off. They don't know how to stop it. Uh, and they're just like, ah, just being stupid. We're back on stage behind the screen. Uh, Suzanne's still all bondaged up in her little body cast. Uh, Toby sticks Maggie in this uh, other little thing, that's like a dress, uh, like a dress body cast thing, because he, he puts her in it and then shuts it so she can't get out. So he's getting ready to perform that uh, sacrifice. Uh, Mark comes running back to the movie theater. He comes trying to get in, and he doesn't know how to get in. I don't know why he can't break the glass so he can get in, but okay. Mark's proven not to be the smartest guy throughout this movie. No, and uh, I'm sorry. I would have broke the windows before I did this. So he decides to scale the marquee (laughs) (laughs) just so he could get into the movie theater. Uh, everybody is still watching this movie, being booing it and throwing things at the screen. Uh, Toby is behind the screen trying to get uh, uh, his camera good so he can focus on what he's going to shoot, uh, the sacrifice. So, I think this is when Maggie's voice is probably the most irritating, is when she's screaming, no, this is real, this is not fake. Yeah, the, um, the screen pulls up. Oh, no, no, they're... I wait a minute. They were behind the screen, so how'd they get in front of the screen, or were they still just doing it behind the screen? I think I think the screen pulled up because everybody sees them and starts cheering, and she's like, "No, no, oh, this right. is real," and everybody's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." So yeah, because what's going on on the screen is the sacrifice, and uh, Toby's getting ready to stab uh, Maggie. And uh, we, we go back outside and Mark is scaling the, the big lights uh, of the marquee going all oh, the way up. To- oh, parkour Mark. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the movie on the screen stops and although the, the movie melts, then the screen comes up and everyone's ah cheering. Because uh, that's when uh, Maggie starts screaming, help me, help me, he's going to kill me. This isn't a joke. This is real. And everybody she, just, she was not convincing. No. Everyone's just screaming and hollering and hooting and everything. So uh, Toby goes up and just starts telling them, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, enjoy it. So while he's hyping everybody up, getting ready, I don't know why he didn't just kill her. Instead of pussyfooting around, uh, they start doing a, a countdown to when he's going to kill her. But Mark's up in the balcony. He uh, gets his belt off, sticks it over the the cable that was uh, showing the or that was bringing in the uh, the mosquito, and he comes uh, riding into uh, onto the stage and falls and crashes. But as he's going down uh, on the cable, he knocks this uh, box that was hooked up to the cable which was actually like the the pulley system that was pulling the, the big giant mosquito around. So we see that everything is exploding. People are cheering in the crowd 
slow motion of the mosquito, and we knew where I knew where I was going with this. Uh, the mosquito is set free, and it goes shooting towards Toby, and stabs him in the heart, and then swings him across the stage. Everybody the thinks this crazy. Yeah, everybody <laughs> thinks this is a part of the show because they're all hooting and hollering and jumping up and down. <laughs> so. Uh, Toby's stabbed. He's dead. He's, he's jiggling on, on there with the, the mosquito thing. And Mark runs over to get uh, Maggie out of that uh, that bodysuit dress and saves her. So uh, evil is punished. Toby is dead. There was no Dee Wallace is still in her cast suit. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. I assume Mark got some at the end of the day, because she's. Uh, I mean, he did parkour up the building to save her with with the prop mosquitoes. So I think he earned it. Yeah, so he's out there hugging him. I need a. I need you to hold me. So he hugs her. Well, okay, who died? Bud's dead. Um, Mark's dead. Leon's dead. Tina's dead. And uh, no, Mark Mr. lived. Mark lived. I thought he. Oh no, no, I'm not. Yeah, Mark's the last. Leon's the one. Leon, Joni, and Cheryl, and yeah, they lived. Yeah. And Mr. Davis, uh, he he died. So, but, and that's pretty much your movie because they go outside and everyone comes out and everyone's partying and then the. Uh, the reggae band kicks in again, and and then the credits start rolling. <laughs> so, but that was popcorn, everybody. Uh, if you have Shutter, or, um, I think it's just streaming on there or AMC it's Plus. AMC Plus. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, this was a good movie. I liked it. I mean, for a for a first time watch and and not really knowing what it was about, I swear I thought it was an '80s movie. I it it has that feel because it's got all the '80s stars in it, or not A-list stars, but a bunch of people that that you know. So, but as far as special effects, I thought they'd all look good. Um, Toby looked cool when his face all burned up. I liked how that they filmed uh, other stuff for the the movie that they were for the movies that they were watching. Oh, man, they're making buy this. Yeah, they upped the price a little bit. Forty-five dollars for a steelbook, but I like this cover. It's kind of a spoiler, but all right. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, well, we spoiled it. So, but again, this movie is awesome. You got Shutter, AMC Plus. It's on there. Definitely uh, check it out. It's a lot more comedy than horror. I think just the whole. Uh, serial killer or whatever he is and uh, there wasn't much gore really except for when um, Mr. Davis and Toby got stabbed by the mosquito yeah you get some pretty violent kills but uh, as far as like blood and gore you don't really get all that because we don't see Leon we just we just see the explosion we don't see him blow up and uh, what's her name? Tina. 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 Yeah, she got strangled with a rope. Yeah. That's, about, that's it. 
by the end bud when he got electrocuted. But CGI electricity. Yeah, it's just he's probably just sitting there shaking. And then <laughs> they, they look like the same electricity that was in the movie they were watching. Yeah, they had the electricity uh, around them. So, but overall, I thought it was a, it was a cool, fun movie. Uh, it's only an hour and a half. You could just sit there with your friends and watch it. But um, yeah, everyone, that's popcorn. What was I gonna? Okay, box office. Uh, Four million, I think. Yeah, yeah, about that. Came out uh, February first, nineteen ninety one. And uh, what else has this guy directed? Oh man, he did Porky's. Don't tell me that. He is an American actor and film director, best known for his role as Billy in the teen trilogy Porky's. He played Billy in. He was Billy? Yep. Let me see. Okay, he's got more acting than he does. Oh, this was his only full-length film. He just did some shorts. That was Billy. Billy, I'm thinking of. I just watched Porky's. Who the hell was Billy? Um... Oh, that's uh, the one of the main guys. <laughs> okay, him. Shit, I did not know he made this movie. Right on, right on, cool. I liked all the Porky's movies. I need to get the. Uh, I got the first. No, I got all three of them. Uh, two and three came in one, one DVD. So our Blu-ray. And I got the DVDs. That's how much I love those movies. Shit, I didn't know that was him. I didn't even know he directed. Well, he only directed this, so. But. All right, everyone, popcorn. Uh, check it out. So, uh, but with that, that's going to be it tonight. Uh, come back for more tomorrow. Um, I thought we were going to get this all in a half hour. Ended up doing <laughs> almost an hour and a half, but <laughs> uh, it was fun. Uh, go, go listen to uh, Mike and I's commentary of uh, Kingdom of the Spiders. It was. Oh man, dude! I don't know if you're listening to it yet. <laughs> I have. I'm sorry, I missed that because I I know how you feel about that movie, and I really oh. want to be on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. We're, the next commentary, Mike, and where have you seen Food of the Gods? Uh, no, I haven't. All right, we're gonna do that one. Um, it's just as kooky <laughs> kingdom of the spiders go back and listen to that one everyone that one it was it was fun to do in the end but i will ever watch it again probably not <laughs> oh and, uh, and uh i put out uh the flesh for frankenstein frankenstein 3d uh, i put the link out to that one so <laughs> go back and listen to that one yeah everyone go listen to that ah <laughs> it was a movie. It was an awesome movie. Um, so, and also pick up the uh, the the 4K Blu-ray from um, who put that one out? Uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, awesome, cool little box set. Uh, hopefully they they fixed the uh, I think it was a 4K issue because they had to send me a disc uh, for that one. Yeah, me too. 
I didn't even watch it yet. I just took the discs and put them in there. But anyway, but yeah, that's it, uh, everyone. Come back tomorrow for more. So until then, be safe out there and party on. Party on.